Good morning. Welcome to three hours of live and local radio on WNTK 99.7 FM in New London, New Hampshire. WUVR 1490 AM 98.9 FM in Lebanon, New Hampshire. This is Saturday Sports Talk, your weekly catch-up on the goings about of high school and college sports here in the Upper Valley. I'm Greg Fennell. Coming up in a bit, light schedule for high school sports still as we go through vacation week in a lot of our area schools. So we'll take a look at what little did happen yesterday, what's going to be going on around the area starting actually right about now over in White River Junction. Details in just a little while. Uh, Dartmouth softball slowed for the weekend. They were supposed to play down at 10 uh, to see if they could get extend their seven-game win streak. That has been called off for the weekend for because of COVID issues down at the Philadelphia School. But other Ivy League teams, other uh, Dartmouth teams involved in Ivy League action, particularly baseball with a uh, big series with Princeton coming up this weekend up at Red Raw Field at Beyondy Park. So we'll have some uh, details on that contest for uh, later on in the program. Uh, whatever comes to our minds, it'll keep us busy for a little while up until 10 o'clock. And that is when Rich Parker, rumor has it, returns after the better part of a month away with the Dartmouth men's golf team. He'll be with uh, Rob Woodard at uh, 10 o'clock or a little bit after 10 o'clock for Valley Buzz. That'll take you up until 12 o'clock and the wrap-up of three hours of live and local here on WNTK and WUVR. And, of course, we want you to stick around for later today on WNTK as the Red Sox continue their uh, home opener weekend series with the Minnesota Twins. They have a 4, I think it's a 4.15 first pitch this afternoon, and that means a broadcast start of 3.10 on WNTK 99. FM in the hopes that they can get the ship righted after yesterday's defeat, which is what we're about to talk about, because not everything in the world of sports that happened on Friday night made it to Saturday's newspaper. We, therefore, shall read about it. had the front and back doors of the mansion open yesterday, so we declared it the first official day of spring. Beautiful day around the Upper Valley yesterday, and it was that way down in Boston as well. Game time temperature of 65 degrees, beautiful sunshine. You really couldn't have asked for a better home opener, at least atmosphere-wise, for the Red Sox, but uh, things didn't go very well as far as uh, that was concerned. Nick Pavetta unraveled early, uh, gave up four runs in the first couple of innings. Red Sox never came back and lost 8-4 to the Twins in a game you unfortunately heard on WNTK 99.7 yesterday afternoon. Twin starter Joe Ryan pitched very well. Six innings pretty much kept the Red Sox uh, under wraps. The uh, Sox were down 6-1 when they got a, a two-run homer from Rafi Devers in the bottom of the eighth inning to cap off a three-run rally to cut the deficit to two runs, but uh, Sox reliever Matt Barnes gave two right back at the top of the ninth, and it was pretty much all over from that point forward. Uh, Pavetta is a guy who needs to be able to locate his off-speed pitches, particularly his curveball, and just could not do that consistently yesterday. He threw 14 benders in his uh, two innings or thereabouts of action. Only six were strikes, and the Twins swung through only one of them. His uh, velocity was down a little bit. He usually averages in the neighborhood of 95, 94 miles per hour, more like 92 and a half yesterday, so that might be something worth watching as well. He threw just 
four pitches before Alex Cora decided to pull him for the better part of discretion. Uh, just five swings and misses on the day for Pavetta. Just didn't have it, and he admitted it as well. He wanted to stay out longer, but he knew he didn't deserve it, and the Sox just uh, never could recover from that slow start. Minnesota wins 8-4, the final score, and again, the Twins and Sox play again this afternoon. Uh, again, 4:15 is the expected first pitch. 3:10 the broadcast start on WNTK 99.7 FM. Modestly good news from the sidelines. Uh, Chris Sale was at Fenway Park yesterday throwing long toss in the outfield. Says it's about the fifth time or so that he's been able to do that as he slowly makes his way back from a ribcage stress fracture that he sustained in the uh, run-up to delayed spring training. Uh, has uh, not had a whole lot of activity since then, but he says he's in a good spot. The worst part is the time. Just hates having to have to wait to get back to action, but he uh, says he's on the right path. As of right now, doesn't look like he'll get to the Red Sox anytime sooner than June. Meanwhile, lefty Josh Taylor slowly making his way back from uh, back soreness. Manager Cora saying that he's feeling well, feeling good, throwing the ball well. It's all looking great. They're hoping to have him back in the lineup sometime later this month. Scoreboard last night. The Yankees lose. The Yankees lose. It took 11 innings, but Baltimore got them down at Camden Yards. Final score of 2-1 last night. Other American League scores, Toronto beating Oakland 4-1. White Sox edging Tampa 3-2. Angels topping Texas and Arlington 9-6. Detroit beat Kansas City 2-1. Seattle routed Houston 11-1. Cleveland Guardians, still hard to get used to that, lose at home to San Francisco 4-1 in the one interleague game. National League, Dodgers 3-1 over Cincinnati. San Diego loses at home to Atlanta 5-2. Uh, Colorado holds on to knock off the Cubs 6-5. St. Louis routes the Brewers 10-1. Miami a winner at home over Philadelphia 7-1. Uh, Washington gets a victory 7-2 in Pittsburgh. And the Mets were 10-3 winners at home yesterday afternoon over Arizona on the day when they debuted a brand-new statue honoring the late Tom Seaver outside of City Field. Kyrie Irving is selfish. We all know that. He won't admit it, but it's clear from his decisions that there's only one person that matters to him. His decision not to be vaccinated against the coronavirus put him on center stage in that debate, left him unavailable for the Brooklyn Nets for the bulk of the NBA season. Uh, he was criticized for being stubborn, thinking only about himself rather than the team, and it's all stuff that he pretty much ignores. Now it's time for Irving to show if he's still worth the trouble as the Nets get ready for their NBA playoff series with the team that used to employ him, the Boston Celtics. Irving uh, speaking yesterday to the Associated Press saying he couldn't address everybody. As he moves forward, he knows that he made the right decision for himself. Enough said. The uh, NBA is getting ready for the start of playoffs in earnest today. Four games scheduled in game one of the first round. Those play-in games that went in the past couple of days are not technically considered part of the NBA playoffs. Four other series get started tomorrow. That'll include the Nets and the Celtics. Uh, all of them are best of seven series. All of them will be dragged out. So probably the playoffs will get done sometime around baseball's all-star game, I would suspect. The other uh, series matchups going on today and I can tell you all about them in a moment when my computer warms up. There were two play-in games last night to fill out the field. Atlanta qualified with a 107-101 victory over Cleveland to get the East 8th seed, and New Orleans took the West's 8th uh, seed with a 105-101 victory over the Los Angeles Clippers. So, your matchups in the East. Miami, the first seed hosting Atlanta. That'll start on Sunday. Also on Sunday, as noted before, Celtics and the Nets in Boston. Game 1, that'll be a 3.30 start. 
at TD Garden tomorrow. Also for a Sunday start, Milwaukee defending champion. They're playing Chicago, so the short road trip for those two teams. And Philadelphia will start its series at home with Toronto later on today. The Western Series, Utah at Dallas, Denver at Golden State, Minnesota at Memphis, and the Pelicans at Phoenix, which is the uh, prohibitive favorite to grab the title for the first time, I think, in team history. Uh, they uh, had a record that was eight games better than anybody else in the NBA during the regular season. And when that happens, according to history, that team ends up winning the NBA championship. We shall see. Interesting news from Ivy League College women's basketball. The uh, top player in the league last year, senior Abby Myers, is going to keep playing. She has transferred to Maryland, or will be. Six-foot guard averaged 18 points, six rebounds a game for the Tigers, and went 25-5. and five won the Ivy League regular season undefeated. The tournament as well upset number six seed Kentucky in the NCAA playoffs and nearly took out number three Indiana in Bloomington. Um, Myers getting 29 points in that Kentucky win. Past two seasons, Maryland has had another Ivy League transfer in uh, former Harvard guard Katie Benzen, uh, and she finished her career with the, the Terps, I should say, in the Sweet 16 with a loss to Stanford after averaging 11.5 points per game at Maryland. Myers will certainly be a big help to the Terps. If there was any place that was the poetically ideal place to be in sports last night, it was Montreal for two reasons, the New York Islanders and the Montreal Canadiens. From the Islanders' standpoint, lots of sadness coming out of Union, uh, Uniondale, I should say, uh, after the word of Mike Bossy passing away on uh, Friday from lung cancer at the age of 65. Here is a guy who scored 573 career goals in just 10 NHL seasons. If his back had not been so bad and had not required him to retire at the age of just 30 years of age. We could be talking right now about Alex Ovechkin chasing Mike Bossy's career goal-scoring record. Uh, that average of uh, nearly three-quarters of a goal per game, the highest in league history, Commissioner uh, Gary Bettman noted yesterday. Uh, he was uh, born in Montreal in 1957, scored at least 70 goals in each of his four full junior seasons with Laval of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And uh, Islanders coach Al Arbor actually had to talk general manager Bill Torrey into drafting drafting Bossy with the 15th pick of the NHL draft in 77, saying, I can teach a player to check, but I can't teach a player to score, and we need goals. And that's exactly what Mike Bossy did. On top of that, he was a three-time winner of the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy for sportsmanship, which goes to show you what a classy player is, even for a team that a lot of people love to hate. Meanwhile, on the Canadian side, even though they lost to the Islanders at home last night 3-0, a heartwarming return for goaltender Carey Price, who hadn't played for the Habs since the final game of the Stanley Cup final last year. A lot of it has been because of personal issues. He uh, entered the NHL's uh, player assistance program for what he said was a, a substance abuse. He had off-season knee surgery. He had non-COVID-related illnesses that kept him out of returning. Uh, everything just kind of dragged on and on and on for him. But last night, he finally made it back into a Montreal uniform, made 17 saves. It is good to see one of the NHL's best goaltenders back on the ice. Only one other game on the NHL last night. Florida 6-1 over Winnipeg. Panthers now on a nine-game winning streak. College hockey note for you ECAC hockey fans. Josh Hoggy, assistant with Clarkson Golden Knights, has been hired as the new head coach at Union College, which is going to have some big changes coming up. They've uh, received word this week that uh, Mohawk Harbor, the uh, big uh, gambling development in downtown Schenectady, is going to build a hockey arena that Union will be able to use, so they'll get out of their 
cozy confines of Achilles' rink, and of course they are going to be offering athletic scholarships, which will be starting to phase into the system starting next year. A couple of notes from the NFL. Indianapolis Colts have uh, nabbed former Patriot cornerback and former AP Defensive Player of the Year, Stephon Gilmore, to a two-year contract worth around $23 million. Dallas Cowboys say that they are aware of cornerback uh, Kelvin Joseph's possible connection with a fatal shooting that occurred last month in Dallas. Joseph's lawyer telling the Dallas Morning News uh, on Friday that Joseph was an unarmed passenger in a vehicle from which gunshots were fired, killing a 20-year-old man on March 18th after an al alleged altercation outside of a Dallas nightclub. Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray says he is adamant about getting a new contract first before he returns to the field for the coming season, and if he does not get it, it is not likely that he will play football, at least not for the Cardinals, for the coming NFL year. Question, what is wrong with the New England Revolution? This is a team that was a substantive favorite to win the NLS Cup last year. Even though they got knocked off in the league semifinals, they looked like a squad that could come back and make more damage this year. They have done anything but that. Four straight losses for the first time since 2017. They'll host Charlotte FC today, having already lost to the expansion squad 3-1 down in Charlotte back on March the 19th. you got to wonder what's going on with Bruce Arena's crew, which has fallen deep into the Eastern Conference standings. They are playing about 7.30 tonight down in Foxborough. Uh, nearly 200 fans kicked out of the Estadio Jalisco in Guadalajara on Thursday night for anti-gay chants. Liga MX continuing to battle the scourge of misbehavior among fans at its matches. This one between Atlas and Mazatlan. Uh, the uh, visitors from Mazatlan got a 2-1 win, but only after the referee paused the game after the chants were heard. Liga MX saying in a statement afterward that close to 200 fans were ejected for discriminatory shouts, uh, later saying that the ejections were carried out by public security with help of private security and with the coordination of Liga MX's commissioner. The Chicago Cubs family has announced that it is no longer interested in purchasing English Premier League club Chelsea FC. Thursday was the deadline for bids to purchase the club. Of course, Russian oligarch Rus um, Roman Abramovich has been forced to sell the team by the English government as part of the uh, sanctions put on Russia because of their illegal war on Ukraine. The group still involved include uh, L.A. part-time Lakers, part-time owner Todd uh, Bowley, also British businessman Sir Martin Broden, and a group headed by Celtics co-owner Steve Pagliuca. Uh, to golf, the uh, PGA Tour, of course, after that fantastic Masters weekend, is over at Hilton Head, South Carolina, for the RBC Heritage. Patrick Cantley at uh, 9 under par, 133 through two rounds, two-shot lead on Robert Streb of the United States with a group of other golfers, uh, Cameron Tringali, Aaron Wise, and others, uh, just three shots off the pace. The women are three rounds into their Lottie Championship uh, at Oahu. Lead belongs to South Korea's Huju Jim, uh, Huju Kim, I'm sorry, at uh, 10 under par through uh, three rounds of play. Brianna Doe from the United States and uh, Hinekora Shibuno from Japan are three shots back. And this is, of course, one of those interesting weekends for NASCAR Sprint Cup racing. They are at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway for what has now become the annual dirt race. They will go tomorrow night and create a big brown cloud over top of uh, the Coliseum, as I like to call it in the mountains of the Appalachians in eastern Tennessee. Uh, truck racing today, qualifying for the NASCAR Cup cruise going on later on today, and then they'll make a big cloud tomorrow. It's fun to watch, a little bit different. That's it for Read About It Here, 921 the time on Saturday Sports Talk. I'm Greg Fennell. 
on this all Ramones edition of Saturday Sports Talk. An explanation coming up next on NTK and UVR. If I was smart enough to look at my uh, Dartmouth schedule in the newspaper today, I would know this because uh, the Dartmouth men's golf team is down to the Yale Spring Invitational. And as far as I can tell, it uh, probably takes too long to get from New Haven up here to do a radio show and go back down there. So uh, Bob Hingston filling in again with uh, Rob Woodard for uh, Valley Buzz. That'll be at uh, a little bit after 10 o'clock after the news and weather at the top of the hour. So uh, don't trust me as far as knowing who's going to be following me here on WNTK and WUVR. I never know. Explanation about Ramones, all Ramones today. Uh, yesterday was the 21st anniversary of the death of Joey Ramone, who, of course, uh, succumbed to lymphoma at the age of, I believe, 48 or 49. Very young for, uh, for someone in the music biz back then. Uh, and sadly, uh, it started the obvious decline of the band. They had already retired from playing, but... Uh, we lost uh, Dee Dee a couple of years after that, uh, Johnny in the mid-2000s, and Tim, uh, Tommy just a couple of years ago. So it's sad to know that all the original Ramones aren't around, but their music lives on quite often here on Saturday Sports Talk. You'll hear more as the program goes along. I'm Greg Fennell. Also uh, neglected to say at the opening, you got to give a shout-out to Dapper Dan. He's the guy who really makes this possible. If it weren't for him and a good Internet connection from here at the Hilton Garden Inn in Lebanon on La Bombard Road, Route 120, I wouldn't be talking at you right now. So one 888 the phone number. Say hi to Dapper Dan, join the program, uh, or hold that thought in your mind and do so with the Hanger and Woody for Valley Buzz a little bit later on on the program today. The uh, high school sports situation continues to uh, plod along very slowly. Uh, there are teams such as Hanover and Lebanon Baseball for which we have a lot of anticipation uh, for the coming spring who have not played games yet, uh, just the way they did their schedules this year, so as not to have to uh, do a start again, stop again, as often happens in high school sports in April around here. We've been fortunate in that um, the weather hasn't really been all that bad, uh, and uh, because winter wasn't all that horrible, I think players on, on a lot of fields were able to get outdoors and get some work in Excuse me. before their season got started. But uh, when you throw that in, the uncertainty of the weather, the field condition situation, and spring vacations popping up here and there. For instance, Lebanon's been off all this week for spring vacation. It does kind of make sense to start your season a little bit later, 
you can guarantee yourself a little more outdoors time. I'm sure that's working in the thought processes of some of our baseball coaches and some of our other coaches around here. So no Lebanon baseball yet, no Hanover baseball yet. Uh, perhaps if we get a chance here before the hour is done, we can uh, look ahead to next week's schedule and see if there is any on it. I'm pretty sure there will be because uh, with vacations ending and uh, spring springing, certainly did yesterday, I uh, have hope we're going to start seeing some pretty good baseball teams get back to action here really soon. Yesterday's schedule was light. Uh, I think there were some postponements because of weather uh, in some places, uh, but there were three games that uh, made it into the roundup. We can talk about them right now. For one, Lebanon softball. Here's a program that has struggled mightily over the past decade plus. Back in the early 90s, uh, this was a program that was competing at the Division II state championship level in New Hampshire uh, because they had the pitching for it. They came back this year not only without a coach, but without any pitchers at all. But uh, Ashley Bayshock is starting to uh, learn a little bit about uh, the pitching arts. Yesterday she uh, had the win, a rare one for Lebanon softball, 36-10 at Interlakes in a five-inning affair. Uh, the Raiders uh, not only beating out a lot of hits, but also uh, taking the most uh, of their opportunity with the junior in the circle. Just her second appearance ever as a pitcher for the Raiders. She struck out five, walked six, did allow 19 hits, but uh, certainly more than enough offense from her teammates and from herself. Uh, Blayshuk with four, uh, five doubles and a home run. That's, you know, that's a season for some people. So good job for her. Uh, Natalie Pedersen had a trip, uh, triple and two singles. The uh, win elevated the Raiders to uh, one and one on the season. They will go to Newfound on Monday. Interlakes, by uh, comparison, 0-3 and, and has been outscored 78-10 uh, in those three games so far this season. Uh, again, a case of uh, perhaps uh, youth uh, still trying to get used to the game and getting back outside and finally getting some outside action in. One game on the baseball schedule got played that we know of yesterday. Uh, Oxbow opening up its season, losing to Missisquoi up in Swanton 20 to nothing. They will try again at uh, Linden on Thursday. Reese Ilsley a triple, Chase Lund a single, but uh, seven walks by Oxbow pitching and three hit batsmen more than enough to give the Thunderbirds all the offense they needed. And boys lacrosse yesterday, Hartford hitting the road, going down to Bennington. The Hurricanes should be good this year. They started with a very impressive 10-4 win over the Patriots of Mount Anthony in Bennington yesterday. Joe Barwood had four goals. Gordon Willie scored three, two for Ryan Spaulding. Ten saves from goaltender Taryn Pryor, who's going to be one of the better ones in the state this season, I suspect. Uh, Tuesday night up at the Hartford Alumni Athletic Complex, also known as the football field, Hartford will uh, take on St. Johnsbury, 6.30 in the home opener up there yonder. Now, the scoreboard, or I should say the schedule for today, still pretty light, but it's already in business. Uh, Hartford Softball is hosting Springfield as we speak up in White River Junction. Game that got moved up a couple of hours. I think uh, folks are looking at the forecast of showers today and trying to get in action early, if at all possible. Uh, the Thetford-Windsor baseball game that was scheduled for 11 o'clock today has been moved up to a 10 o'clock start. So, uh, gentlemen, start your engines and your lawn chairs. Go ahead and head up to uh, Windsor for that. Also on the uh, schedule today, uh, Oxbow uh, softball going up to Northfield. Thetford-Windsor, they're meeting in softball in the shadow of the high school. Uh, that uh, supposedly an 11 o'clock start. Check windsorathletics.com to be sure. White River Valley softball heading over to West Rutland, allegedly an 11 o'clock start there. Haven't heard a whole lot from softball yet this season. Baseball's doing its thing. Uh, they got a win on Thursday, 11-6 uh, down at Leland and Gray. That gives the Wildcats now 37 consecutive victories uh, on the baseball diamond, and that's all since the school's opening. Remember that White River Valley 
is an amalgam of uh, South Royalton, Bethel, Whitcomb High, and Rochester, with uh, a sprinkling of tuition students from Chelsea and Tunbridge mixed in, and um, opened up in 2019 and has not lost a game since that time. Of course, they lost 2020 to the COVID pandemic and had a shortened season last year, but still, uh, Devin Silly, one-time South Royalton baseball player, a graduate of the Church of Jim Ballou short game baseball uh, has been, uh, small ball, I should say, has been uh, following that uh, that playbook since he took over the job, even at South Royalton before the school changeover. And uh, a tiny school doing big things on the baseball diamond. As he put it to uh, Ben Chamberberg, uh, Ch- I should say Ben um, Rosenberg, from the Valley News this week. Uh, they try not to think about the win streak too much. At some point, it's going to end, and when it does end, they'll have a number that they can talk about forever. Uh, it's not going to make them any better or any worse or any uh, uh, infamous or famous, but it'll be something that they can remember fondly, which is really the, the correct approach, I would think. Uh, we, we get caught up in numbers games sometimes about the significance of this many wins or this many losses. I had neglected to... Uh, mention the fact that uh, Lebanon softball is a program that lost 44 straight games in a two straight winless seasons at some point. What that is is a fact. It's history, and it's worthy of mention for context purposes, uh, just like 37 straight wins for a baseball program. So uh, congratulations to Devin and the White River Valley baseball team as they continue to enjoy their early season success. Uh, what else is there from the high school standpoint? I'll tell you what. Let's uh, give me a second here to negotiate my way around the editing system, and I can uh, dig up next week's schedule. We can start talking about what next week's slate looks like because games will be getting going on Monday, and I think that will signal really what's going to be our busiest week that we've had easily since the end of the winter season. For instance, on the baseball diamond on Monday, uh, already five games on the schedule, including the home opener for Lebanon against St. Thomas. Uh, Medadnock uh, host, hosting Mascoma, which has already played a game so far. Newport, I think, has had some action. they got Fall Mountain coming to town. Stevens, which dropped a contest, a 6-2 contest, down at John Stark on Thursday. They will open up their home schedule against Bow and Hanover. We'll finally see uh, John Granger's crew in action down at Pembroke on Monday. On the softball side, Lebanon, as you noted, uh, we noted before, has a date at Newfound, which won its season opener earlier this week. Mascoma with a new coach. They head to Madadnock like the baseball team does. Newport with a uh, date against Fall Mountain. Stevens hosting Bow Hanover at Pembroke. Basically, baseball and softball on Monday mirroring each other. The uh, Hanover tennis programs, boys and girls, both undefeated in the early season. They will host Winnicunit. The girls will while the guys go down to Winnicunit. And Lebanon boys tennis, which won its opener before vacation rolled around. They have uh, Conval coming in. Lacrosse, uh, Stevens winless early in the season at Hopkinton on Monday. Hanover uh, goes down to Merrimack Valley, which is kind of unusual. I'm used to Hanover playing D1 competition, uh, not uh, D2, but uh, this time they'll visit Merrimack Valley. It should be an interesting game. And Lebanon girls, I think this is their home opener. They are their season opener. They host Derryfield on Monday with the Hanover girls lacrosse team uh, getting John Stark later in the day, a 5.30 start down at Merriman Branch Field on Monday. Let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll peek at what's happening at Dartmouth this weekend and actually what's not happening for one program. That's next. I'm Greg Fennell on the All Ramones edition of Saturday Sports Talk on WNTK WDVR.
Fisher. That's how they took the coffee. Saturday Sports Talk celebrating the life of Jeffrey Ross Hyman, also known as Joey Ramone, passed away yesterday, 21 years ago, April 15, 2001. So when we get these, you know, we get these melancholy moments, we want to remember the greatest punk band that ever lived, the Ramones. And that's what you're going to hear here on Saturday Sports Talk today. Greg Fennell with you at 9.40. Uh, Bob Hingston and Rob Woodard coming up at the top of the hour for Valley Buzz. Uh, Bob once again filling in for Rich Parker while he coaches Dartmouth men's golf today down at the Yale Spring Invitational at the Yale University Golf Course. Um, so no Rich, but we'll get him back eventually once we get through the spring golf season. Uh, you know, got to pay the bills, right? And Bob's done a great job. Uh, normally I'm aware of the fact that he is hosting because he puts a note on his Facebook page, which shows up on my Facebook page, but uh, I forgot to check it <laughs> today. Of course, I was a half hour late getting here, but um, still, it's good to see Bob. Uh, Bob's a good, good egg and does a nice job on the program. So uh, the Hinger and Woody coming up at about 10.06 uh, for Valley Buzz, and I'll take you up until noon to take care of your three hours on the morning of Live and Local and NTK and UBR. Red Sox baseball, 310 today. 410 actually is the scheduled first pitch for the Red Sox and Twins at Fenway. So uh, good to hear baseball and radio once again. Uh, what's going on with Dartmouth sports? Well, tell, let's start with what's not going on with Dartmouth sports. Uh, Dartmouth uh, softball has been playing some really good ball lately. They are on a seven-game win streak that has pushed up into the upper half of the Ivy League softball standings. They were supposed to go down to Penn today for uh, a doubleheader today and a single game tomorrow against the Quakers. But yesterday, uh, the college sent out a note that because of COVID issues at the University of Pennsylvania, the uh, contest would not be played this weekend. Instead, they're being called postponed. But as of this moment, obviously, no word on a makeup date for these two squads. And that could end up uh, being important down the road. Uh, keep in mind that, like baseball, the Dartmouth or the uh, Ivy League softball teams play uh, everybody within the conference, meaning that with eight teams in the conference, there's at least one that has a weekend off every single league weekend. Uh, and Dartmouth, I don't believe, has come up yet. So at some point, uh, for Dartmouth to factor into and continue to factor in on the potential of making the Ivy League championship series, and right now they're in a pretty good position, they're going to have to squeeze in three games against Penn somewhere down the road. Who knows when that might be. Uh, as of right now, going into the weekend, Harvard has the league lead with a 9-3 and record. Princeton right behind at 8-4. and Dartmouth beat Princeton two out of three earlier this season, so that bodes well, I think. And then uh, on percentage points, uh, Dartmouth is even with Princeton for that second spot. They're just 6-3. and three. They haven't only, only played nine games in the league versus 12 for Princeton, and that's going to grow to presumably 15 this weekend because there's no Dartmouth softball down at Penn. So hopefully the folks at Penn get their act together and they'll be able to uh, make this uh, series up at some point. It's going to make for a busy final part of the season for Dartmouth softball because uh, they uh, are, you know, like most Ivy League teams, they aren't hugely deep, but it appears that they have a fair amount of talent at the level uh, at where they are right now. Terrible English. The pitching right now largely belonging to uh, senior um, – oh, God, I'm, I'm having a blank here. Bear with me a second while I get the uh, statistics up here. Uh, so far this season, Brooke Plonka, thank you very much, Fennel, for waking up, has really been the uh, ace of the staff for Dartmouth softball. 2.99 earned run average, 8-9 uh, and nine record overall, but has been superior against Ivy League competition. Uh, the left-hander 
maybe isn't the, the flamethrower that Kristen Lumley was of about five, six years ago when Dartmouth made the NCAA tournament on a couple of occasions, but she has gotten better as the season has gone along and is clearly the ace of the staff. It's not an unusual thing for Coach Jen Williams to give her two starts in a league weekend. She didn't last week against Brown, but what was really neat about that set was the way that the Big Rain battled through the whole thing. Uh, of course, they had their ace on the mound, uh, in the circle, as it were, for the opening game uh, of the doubleheader last, uh, or actually opening game of the series last Saturday. Because of weather at the time, Dartmouth swapped the schedule around, at least what they thought the weather was going to be. They were supposed to play two on Saturday last weekend. They decided to make it a single game and moved it up to nine. And uh, Brooke was in the circle, and Brooke was effective, as she always is. Uh, she went the distance, uh, gave up just the one run, walked two, struck out 11. Uh, No-hitter, the eighth no-hitter in Dartmouth softball program history. Uh, and that led to her second straight uh, honor as the Ivy League Pitcher of the Week. Uh, but beyond that, uh, Coach Williams actually, and interestingly so, went to her other pitchers. We didn't see Brooke uh, the entire weekend on Sunday when uh, Dartmouth uh, had a doubleheader with Brown and came away with two walk-off victories uh, in the opening game, which was a 5-4 win decided on a throwing error in the bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, Dartmouth uh, survived in that affair. At some point, I'd be able to find the box score for that one and uh, came from behind for that win. The uh, Big Green was down to its final out in the bottom of the seventh inning when uh, their Pepper Pot second baseman, uh, Billy McFadden, drilled a first pitch home run over the left center field fence to force extra innings. Ultimately, Dartmouth uh, cruising in the top of the eighth behind Plonka and getting the win on the unearned run in the bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, McFadden had a heck of a weekend against Brown seven RBIs, uh, and I believe five hits or something like that. Uh, how she didn't make player of the week, I'm not quite sure, but uh, definitely has turned into a spark plug out of the number three spot in the lineup so far this season. Then they came right back, Dartmouth did, and grabbed a 9-7 victory in the second half of that doubleheader. And what you need to know about that one was Dartmouth was down 7-2 after three and a half innings and fought its way back to the victory. They got one in the bottom of the fourth, three in the fifth, and three more in the bottom of the seventh, uh, capped off when Jenna Brown hit a two-run homer to left field to win the uh, contest in walk-off fashion. And, and in that one, the uh, noteworthy event was freshman Megan Hagee coming in as a reliever. Maddie Augusto struggling through her four innings on the start, uh, but in came Hagee, and she was solid. Two-hitter. Over three innings, got the win, no runs allowed, struck out one, uh, just uh, kept everything under control and gave Dartmouth the opportunity to rally at the plate and get the victory. So this is a team that has been playing some really good softball uh, and unfortunately will have gone uh, the better part of two weeks in between games before they get back to action. They were supposed to play a doubleheader with Merrimack on Wednesday. That got canceled. Uh, not sure why. I'm hearing a variety of stories on that one. And uh, now, of course, the weekend down at Penn canceled because of COVID on the University of Pennsylvania campus. So Dartmouth softball not in action again until next weekend when they have uh, a league weekend with Columbia up at the Dartmouth softball park. So it'll be interesting to see how well Dartmouth responds from being out of action that long. So what's going on from the Dartmouth standpoint? Well, the big thing is baseball this weekend. Uh, Bob Whalen's crew has had a pretty good year so far this year. They are, I believe... 13 and 13 uh, overall, and they are in a uh, top four spot, I believe, 
in the league standings. Bear with me while I bring up uh, Rick Bender's preview here on the uh, computer. 13 and 13 overall, 5 and 4 in league play, hosting Princeton, a squad that's only 4 and 21 overall, and 2 and 7 in the league so far this year. So you would think that Dartmouth goes in as uh, in a solid position to continue to gain some ground in the Ivy League baseball standings. Uh, the Big Green actually is tied for fourth place in the league right now. Columbia leads at 7-2, which is no great surprise. Lions are always a very good baseball team. Penn 6-2, Harvard 5-3, Yale and Dartmouth 5-4. And, uh, and again, just like softball, you need to be in the top two spots to play in the Ivy League best of three championship series at the end of the season. Uh, Dartmouth has played... Uh, among the fewest number of home games so far this year, uh, only Eastern Illinois, Niagara, N North Dakota State, and St. Bonaventure have played fewer, according to Mr. Bender up at Dartmouth College. Uh, although the Tigers have the overall lead in the series at 100 wins out of the 191 played, uh, Dartmouth did have a six-game win streak uh, against the Tigers uh, before the uh, squad took the final game of the three-game set played at Rutgers in 2019, and that's the last time they saw each other, of course, because of COVID, cutting off the 2020 season while Dartmouth was on one of its southern road trips, and of course last year no uh, Ivy League baseball at all because of COVID. Uh, action begins, I believe, at 11.30 today up at Red Rolf Field. Uh, second game to start half hour after the completion of the first, probably around uh, 2.30, 3 o'clock or so, and, of course, uh, no admission charge to go to Dartmouth baseball. And if the rain stays off, I think the forecast says a possibility of showers. Eh, not the worst day in the world to, to go up to a baseball game. I think my wife and I might be uh, catching some of that action. 11 o'clock, I should say, is when the first game starts up at Red Rolf today. So uh, going out and support Dartmouth Athletics up in Hanover. Uh, lacrosse has its uh, hands uh, or has its work cut out for it both the women and the men down at Princeton today. The Princeton women are 12th in the country. Uh, Princeton men are third in the country. And if you caught um, Tris White's coverage last weekend in the paper, uh, Dartmouth losing to Yale at home 23-6 for the 32nd consecutive loss in Ivy League play, which was a new Ivy League record, Dartmouth breaking its own old record. Um, context, every other team in the, other, in the Ivy League uh, the other six that have men's lacrosse programs, Co uh, Columbia doesn't. All of them are in the top 20, or at least were last week. So that's a heck of a lot of competition to have to fight through to break out of this losing streak. It's not so much a sign that Dartmouth lacrosse is bad. It's as much a sign that Ivy League men's lacrosse is as good a conference as there is out there. So uh, Coach Brandon Callahan and company have their work cut out for them to uh, break that schneid down at Princeton today. Take one more time out. We'll find something to talk about when we come back on this uh, All Ramones edition of Saturday Sports Talk at WNTK WDR.
75. Lost Joey to lymphoma 21 years ago yesterday, so I figured we would do our occasional All Ramones edition in honor of his contributions. A lot of it from the early catalog of the Ramones, like I Want to Be Well, first uh, bump song we had from the original first disc from 1976. Loudmouth also from that. Too Tough to Die, title track from uh, the disc of that name. Somebody put something in my drink, listen to my heart, and I'm Not Afraid of Life, which I think is also uh, from Too Tough to Die. Uh, we also kind of appropriate songs that are out there today to remember Joey Ramone on this edition of Saturday Sports Talk. Greg Metal. We got Bob Hickston and uh, Rob Woodard coming along in just a little bit. Thanks to Dapper Dan for pulling out all of the tunes for us here on the program today. While we have a couple of minutes, uh, just wanted to make you aware of a couple of interesting recreation projects. We don't get to talk rec very often here because we're uh, so busy with high school in Dartmouth. But in today's edition of the Valley News, uh, stories from Tris Wikes and Patrick O'Grady on uh, two interesting recreation uh, news bits. One has been going on for a while. The folks uh, overseeing James W. Campion, the third rink, in West Lebanon, which is uh, actually owned by the Hanover Improvement Society, but people involved uh, with it are very busy on a $5 billion fundraising plan that will lead to a renovation of the facility. One of the first things that I ever had to do in a media standpoint when I moved up here in 1987 was a live broadcast from Campion Rink, which was across the street from the station I worked at at the time in West Lebanon. Uh, a live broadcast of the dedication of Campion Rink back in 1988, I believe it was. And it's neat to see that it has become such an important part of the Upper Valley's recreation uh, infrastructure, but it is certainly something that is tired, needs a bit of an uh, um, when it was The uh, rink had a sand floor put in. That's where all the brines are to make the cold that makes the ice but the standard for rinks everywhere is a concrete pad. So part of the money being raised would pay for a, a pad to make Campion possible for year-round use if indeed the Hanover Improvement Society wanted to go down that route uh, in the long term. But other things, uh, new ice-making equipment, new boards, bigger locker rooms, a larger space for referees, which would be nice because referees generally uh, dress in a, in a bathroom slash closet off of the main office. It's not the best situation in the world. It gets done, but, you know, uh, it would be nice if it were a little bit better. So anyway, should the $5 million be raised, and it's looking pretty good right now, the uh, James and Dorothy, or the uh, the Byrne Foundation, I should say, Jack and Dorothy Byrne Foundation, has uh, contributed a million dollars and says it will add uh, another million if organizers can get up to 1.2 million of additional funds by the end of the year. So three million raised privately, two million from the Byrne Foundation, that gets you to five. Organizers of the uh, process are hopeful that construction can start about this time next year. Uh, I think it might be phased in over a period of a couple of years, two, three years to get all the work done. But uh, certainly nice thing to see uh, James W. Campion rank the third get an update. Uh, also, uh, Claremont City Council has approved an 18-hole disc golf course for Moody Park. That's really kind of cool because there's a very active disc golf community in the Upper Valley that's always looking for new places to go. Uh, Oxbow High School has a course. There are others in places like Heartland, Randolph. Uh, so it's good to see one more come along 
Uh, not sure if that will get done quickly, though. I think it might not be completed until next year, but at least they're going to get the process started real soon. So that's it for today's edition of Saturday Sports Talk. I'm Greg Fennell. Thank you to Dapper Down down to the studio for his work and to you for listening. Bob Kingston, Rob Woodard coming up with Valley Buzz in just a couple of minutes after news and weather here at the top of the hour. I'm Greg Fennell, and we'll do this again, well, seven days from now. You've been listening to Saturday Sports Talk on WNTK and WUER. Have a great weekend, everybody.